When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the PHNX D-Backs podcast. My name is Jesse Friedman. I am the vice mayor here at PHNX. Joined by the one, the only, Sean DePaz, yo, Mr. Yo, yo. Electric. Uh, he is here. Derek is not here today. Uh, is he gallivanting around Las Vegas? Yeah, he's gallivanting around Las Vegas, tra- probably trying to become the mayor of Las Vegas mm. as well. Uh, knowing him, he's probably having those discussions. Manifest and, destiny. Yeah, attending <laughs> city council meetings there and whatnot as well, I'm sure. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, Sean, did not have a great weekend, uh, to say, well, that's to say the statement. least. Uh, the Diamondbacks started the second half of the season. It seemed like the All-Star break was coming at the perfect time for this team. <laughs> and then the second half started and the Diamondbacks looked a whole lot like they did at the end of the first half of the season. Uh, we have the numbers uh, from this series. It was not pretty. None of this was pretty, Sean, all the way around in the series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, as the Diamondbacks just basically got their teeth kicked in, yeah. Uh, all all three games of this series, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, it was not. Uh, yeah, it was just a series where at no point did it really feel like there was a whole lot of hope for this team. Like it just, even when they were kind of trying to make comebacks and stuff like that, it just it felt, it just didn't feel good. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It was just a different feeling than I've had for watching a lot of than a different feeling than I've had watching D backs baseball for a lot of the season. Um, it just yeah. I mean, the numbers don't, the numbers say it all. They got their ass kicked in basically every way. Um, and the, the biggest concern for me was those errors. Like they were making some mistakes that were a little more uncharacteristic of this team throughout yeah. most of the year. And that's a concern because this team is good, but they're not good enough to be making mistakes and still win baseball games. That's what's made the Diamondbacks good for a mm-hmm. lot of the season, right? Is that they haven't made those exactly. kinds of mistakes. Uh, I believe they had five mishaps on on the base paths in the series, which, yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks have been known as one of the best base running teams in baseball mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple of years, really. And and they did not at all look like that in this series. They also have been one of the better defensive teams in baseball uh, over the last few years. And they also did not look like that in this series against the Blue yeah. Jays. Just very uncharacteristic in a number of ways. Diving into some of these numbers, starting pitching ERA, the D-backs were at 4-2-0 compared to 2-2-5 for the Blue Jays, uh, the bullpen was really, Sean, where, where things were just kind of a mess for the Diamondbacks. They had nine innings from their bullpen in this series. Ten runs allowed by Diamondbacks relievers. Six of those by Scott McGuff, who has really taken a big step back here in, in the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot less a lot less confidence in the bullpen in general, I would say, than there was at points in the first half. Um, and 
for obvious reasons, right? They're just not, they, they have not been uh, very trustworthy. Um, I can hear Mac in the background rubbing up the, the bullpen cart. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and again, this team is good, but they're not good enough to, to be playing basically anything less than perfect baseball. Um, and, and if the bullpen's not working and you're making defensive mistakes, it's going to look a lot like this series. Especially, I mean, the Blue Jays are a really good team, so I don't want to like they are. be yeah. too too dramatic because I mean the Diamondback, uh, the Blue Jays are are in basic they're they're a playoff team in any other division, and they still very well might likely will be in the AL. But uh, that you can't, especially against like that against teams like that, and I know. Like if you want to, if you want to have any kind of success, like you need to be able to beat teams like that, or at the very least, look competitive. And they just did not at all. Has Scott McGuff lost his uh, local sex symbol title at, at this point, or are, are, we, are close. we at that point? Being, Being close. close, maybe once his ERA crosses over four, yeah, is that, is that, that where, is that where it, yeah. it officially ends? Uh, yeah, Scott McGuff did not have a good series, and and frankly, ever since the Diamondbacks sort of elevated him into those higher leverage situations, it just seems like he's totally mm-hmm. fallen apart and in much the same way that Andrew Chafin and Miguel Castro did when the Diamondbacks uh, did similar things with them. Hitting with runners in scoring position continues to be an issue for the Diamondbacks as well. They hit 125, 2 for 16 in this series. With runners in scoring position, frankly, it's going to be very, very hard to win uh, a, a single game, much less uh, or even yeah. more an entire series when you have literally two hits uh, over the course of three games with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. Timely hitting has very much been absent for the Diamondbacks for going on a month, month and a half at this point. They were really good with runners in scoring position early in the season. That has just completely fallen off for them. Um, and, the, and the slug just hasn't really been there either. You see here six extra base hits for the Diamondbacks yeah. compared to 12 for the Blue Jays. They just got work, Sean, in absolutely every facet of the game. And I think this is what a lot of people were kind of worried about coming into the second half of the season. The D-backs uh, had a rough patch finishing off mm-hmm. the first half, but the all-star break gave you a chance to reset. feel like you have a chance, you know, come out, uh, get, a, get a few days off, come out in the second half ready to go with a really hard schedule. Yeah. And uh, so far it's gone as, as worse as you possibly could have imagined with the D-backs losing all three of these games. And now they get the yeah, uh, much easier task of going to Atlanta and opening up a three-game series against the Braves, which I believe the Braves basically have their three best starting pitchers going yeah. in that series as well. So really, really tough stretch uh, for the Diamondbacks overall. Sean, I want to ask you, concern level on a scale of 1 to 10 with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Where, where are you at? Where are you at right well, now? Well, I mean, what am I concerned about? Like, is like, am I, is the concern of them missing the playoffs, of them just becoming like an absolute poverty team? Like, Sure, missing missing the playoffs. Let's um, go with that. Concern? Like a 7. A 7? I'm concerned. Like, I'm definitely worried about it because... Uh, like again, you need to be, you need to be able to beat these teams. The Dodgers are only going to get better and playing better baseball. Um, and they like as of right now, if they keep losing games, uh, how aggressive are they going to be at the deadline? And if they're not aggressive at the deadline, the team is not going to be good. Like they need yeah. help. Um, so I'm not so sure that this is necessarily like the the roster as it stands. I don't think is a playoff team necessarily. Um, so. If it stays like this, then I don't think this team makes the playoffs. So there's certainly a, a decent level of concern there. Uh, people are sounding off in the chat with their concern levels. We got a couple sixes. Uh, Cesar is a seven point one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit more concerned than you are. Um, if you look at the at the standings right now in uh, in the National League, things are not 
uh things are not great for the diamondbacks they're okay i mean i guess in some ways they're good if the season ended today the arizona diamondbacks would make the playoffs which i think is important to keep in perspective like uh, I, I keep going back to, uh, you know, if at the beginning of the season you had told any of us that this is where the Diamondbacks yeah, exactly. would be at this point, you'd still be really happy. Like, even though the Diamondbacks have lost eight of their last 10 uh, and, you know, have been just really struggling over the last few weeks, they still, as of right now, are a playoff team, which is still exceeding the expectations that we had for them at the beginning of the season. Um, unfortunately, the playoff race has gotten really, really tight yeah. uh, for the Diamondbacks. They are no longer, uh, they no longer have really any breathing room whatsoever. The Diamondbacks, as you see here, they are at 52 and 42. The Phillies are right on their heels in the wild card race. The Diamondbacks occupy the last wild card spot. The Phillies are right there, half game out at 51 and 42. Then the Reds, they've fallen off a little bit. They've lost four in a row. They're still only two games behind the Diamondbacks in the wild card race. Yeah. Things have really tightened up in the National League. Yeah. Um, really don't like seeing San Francisco there. Look at that. Uh, and we were talking about it a little bit. Like, I don't know how seriously of a threat I take. Like, the Marlins, for example. Obviously, you said the Reds have not been playing great. Yeah, baseball. the Marlins have struggled recently um, as well. And sure. then once you get past the Reds, there's a decent amount of ground to make up. But two of those teams there are the Padres and the and the Mets, who we, I mean, a at a certain point in time is going to run out. But we keep saying, like, that's a team that. Like, don't let them get hot because if they figure stuff out, then they're going to be a, a very dangerous team, too. Um, so uh, the Cubs, I don't, I'm not worried about it at all. The Cubs don't worry about it, but it yeah. seems like the Cubs are the, the probably Phillies, going to sell. Yeah, so. the Phillies, right, being right there, like that's that's worrisome. And we saw if this gets to a situation where they end up having to play the Phillies, um, that's not good. Like, we saw what that could look like. So, yeah, definitely a, a, a level of concern. Um, because whether or not you take the, Mar the Marlins seriously, Marlins fans are probably saying the same thing about the Diamondbacks right now. So uh, there's, cer there's certainly a level of concern. And I, I mean, they have a series coming up against the Reds. That goes poorly. This looks completely different. Like the Reds could swap spots with Diamondbacks very easily. Yeah. Um, so again, certainly a reason to be concerned. Um, if, if that's a, the Reds series is a series in my mind that they should be able to take care of business. And if they don't, the level of concern might might tick up even a little bit more. Yeah, it's you're you're sort of at the point where it's like yes, there is an extreme sense of urgency. Yeah. Like yes, if this continues, the Diamondbacks are very much in trouble. But they're not quite at the point yet where the sky is falling no. and the season is over and they, I they don't should like, sell I'm not instead of buy. Yeah, right. We're going to talk more about that conversation later. One thing I will say, looking at the 2022 standings at this time last year. It's interesting. The Phillies had the third wild card spot at this time last year with a record of 49 and 43. So not as good as where the Diamondbacks are right yeah. now as 52 and 42. And the Phillies, right, are also a half game behind the Diamondbacks, very close to them. Mm -hmm. All that to say, last year it appeared that you did not need as many wins to get into the playoffs as as you probably will this year. Yeah. Um, and that's how things turned out, right? Last year the Phillies got in with 87 wins. If you look at, at those teams that are in the wild, cards, the wild card race right now, they are all on pace to win 90 games. And there's a couple teams right behind them in the Phillies and the Reds who I believe are on pace to win 88 and 89 games, right? So you're you're in a situation where you've got five teams contending for the wild card that all are on pace to finish with more wins than it took to make the playoffs a year ago. So for people wondering, you know, the D-backs are 10 over 500. You know, if you go two over 500 the rest of the way, that gets you to 87 wins. I don't think do that's going to yeah. be good enough. I don't think that's going to be yeah. good enough. It looks like it's... It's probably going to be like 89, 90 wins, something like that, that it takes 
um, to, to make the playoffs that would when be it's all said and done. a really done. tough pill to swallow. Winning 87 games and missing the playoffs. Yeah, be, with the third wild card spot, right? Yeah, we figured that those really days of like winning 89 games and not making it were over, this year might, might change that narrative. Yeah. The other comparison I want to make, Sean, which I think is really fascinating, if you look at the 2017 standings around this time in 2017, go back to July 17, 2017. Of course, this is the last year the Diamondbacks made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of fun memories that were made that year. The Diamondbacks at the end of play today in 2017 were 53 and 39. So a little bit better, but not not much. They had lost five in a row, oh. and they had lost eight out of ten games. Very similar position. That, ten and a half games back for the Dodgers. Yeah, they were ten. They were well out of the division race, yeah. but they were in a pretty good spot in the wild card. The wild card was not nearly as competitive that year. Things were a lot safer for them down the stretch than they look this year. But what did the Diamondbacks do when when they were in that spot? Right, they made a trade the next day. They made a trade a year ago or six years ago tomorrow, and they brought in JD Martinez, mm. who basically just lit the offense on fire. And the Diamondbacks went on to have a very successful second half, uh, which brings us to this conversation of what should the Diamondbacks do, right? Should they push in the chip still um, and try to make this team better? Or should they be like, you know, the, the wild card race is pretty stacked this year and, and we're kind of free falling right now. And we still have a bunch of difficult games coming up. Maybe the Diamondbacks are, are considering not going that route after all. Yeah, I mean, I think this is I, I think it's almost good that the schedule looks the way it does uh, because you get a, a kind of a good mix of really difficult opponents and uh, opponents you probably should beat. So you probably get a, a pretty good sense of the team. This feels yeah. kind of the opposite side, but similar to kind of the Cubs, what we've heard from them that like it. it it, this might be a last day thing. Like I, I think it's going to be a kind of situation where you really have to take these next two weeks and see yeah. what, where this team is to make that decision. It seems like it's going to have to be kind of a last second decision because this team is good, obviously, and I, I think they're going to be better next year. So it's it's going to be a real tough pill to swallow to kind of push all your chips in when it is this tight and you don't necessarily have the highest confidence level in this team at this point. Uh, that's a pretty big risk to take. So unless unless they can rip off a few wins, uh, at least take one from the Braves, win these next few series, like if they can't do that, then I think you do have to, to consider what you were going to do with this team. But I, I do think yeah. I do think getting someone I mean we kept we keep talking about the, the power bat. Like if you can get someone the offense needs a little bit of a you wish left. there was a JD Martinez yeah, out there in the market exactly. this year, which I don't really unless you unless you think of Jimer Candelario as being a JD Martinez type. I'm I'm not sure that that bat really Drudge, exists on the market. On, the Yankees need yeah, to there we go. Yeah, the D backs, <laughs> they take on that contract yeah, why not? for sure. Um yeah, you're definitely at the point where the D backs can't they can't coast the rest of the way. They can't yeah. go five hundred the rest of the way. D backs have to play well in yeah. the second half if they want uh to to make the playoffs at this point. And as people are are saying in the chat, uh Connor says, to be honest, I don't think the team is currently constructed gets to the eighty nine to ninety win mark to make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like it's gonna take right now. August is so tough too. And oh the D back schedule, it's it's not they're not gonna be facing the Braves and the Reds on the road oh the rest of the way. God. But it is not pretty. The Diamondbacks still have as difficult a schedule as any of these teams in the second half of the I season. I didn't really look at the August schedule. Yeah, at you, Giants, you probably at didn't want Twins, to. Dodgers, Padres, <laughs> Rockies, Padres, Rangers, Reds, Dodgers. That's not fun. No, it's not. That's not fun. I don't like that. 
So the Diamondbacks are, I mean, yeah, it's going to be. But that's something you have to take into consideration, too. You probably are not going to have a very, you're not going to have an easy month of August either. No, so no you're not. You, you kind of have to do a little bit of projecting and be honest with yourself about the team and be like, okay, even if we have a, a decent end of this month, what position are the, is the team going to be in to have a good August, too? Because if you have a bad August, then you've just wasted your time at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, I know people mentioned Merrill Kelly. Getting Merrill Kelly back yeah, would be sure. absolutely enormous. Right now, the Diamondbacks are rolling with a four-man rotation with Zach Gallen, who continues to struggle on the road, plus three and probably non-ideal we, starting we talked pitchers. about his, his next start. And his next start is, yeah, everything. 9.20 a.m. Mountain Standard. 9.20 a.m. is Zach Gallon's next start, and it is also on the road. So if the stars were ever not aligned for <laughs> Zach Gallon to do well, uh, that Thursday game in Atlanta does not exactly bode well. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit more later. Um, suffice it to say, some some of you might be a little tired of, of watching Diamondbacks baseball at this point, which is understandable. Uh, but our friends over at BetMGM have like a, a baseball game of their mm-hmm. own that, that you can also play. Um, so how to join, uh, you're going to log in to the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. And then you can play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from May 27th all the way to September 7th of this year. Uh, be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone, depending on the area area of the strike zone you pick you will get a single double triple or home run or pop out uh, and receive the prize associated with that type of hit you can play it once a day uh, prizing must be used on mlb and expires in 24 hours if you haven't signed up for betmgm yet use bonus code phnx there's a few different offers depending on where you live but for our arizona audience place your first bet offer and receive up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Michigan. You know, after watching some of this D-Box baseball over the weekend, I kind of just wanted to put that away, put that, take, push that out of my head. Just sit back, relax. I don't think you're alone. Drink a nice beer. There you go. And our friends over at Four Peaks help make that happen. Because uh, they have the best beer in Arizona. That's just a, a fact as far as I'm concerned. It's the best. Um, and it's good people, too. You know, they, they're all about helping the teachers, helping the community. Um which they've been doing all summer and teacher Tuesdays are back. So if you're a teacher, go to Fort Peaks on a Tuesday, bring your valid teacher ID, get $4 pints of Kilt Lifter, Wow, Hazy IPAs, Hot Knots. They're, it's just, I mean, they're just basically handing out beer to the teachers. They're good people over there. Uh, so make sure you keep, uh, stay up to date with everything that Four Peaks is doing. Follow them on Twitter at um, Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to get all the latest on Arizona's premium or premier craft brewery. Um, but as always, you must be 21 or older to drink. And please drink responsibly. Uh, we have, of course, it's Monday. Um, and we have to do the Monday thing, right, oh, yeah. Sean? Um, every, every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. Um, and every Monday, we go to the mailbag. So let's go. <laughs> is Damon going to have to sing the song? This- Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. 
I really would love to hear Damon sing the Mailbag Monday song instead of instead of Mega Man. I have a beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 let us hear it. I'd love, I'd love to hear it. Damon. I'd love to hear it. Not for free. <laughs> super chats. Never for free. Oh, super chats. There we go. We can we can make that happen. Um, all right, let's go to question number one in the mailbag. What do we got? Uh, question for Mailbag Monday. This comes from E, who DM'd us on Twitter. A uh, couple couple things here. Number one, which epic collapse in a promising slash exciting season would hurt more this season or the September 2018 dumpster fire month of baseball? I uh, feel like this one is pretty easy for me personally. In 2018, the Diamondbacks were in very good position basically the entire season, right? They had made the playoffs the year prior. They were pretty well established. And then September of that season came and the wheels just fell off and the Dodgers overtook first place. And I think it was one of the more disastrous months of Diamondbacks baseball in, in franchise history. Uh, is that is that how you would is that how you would feel, Sean? I don't I don't think they even really compare. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really around for 2018, so I necessarily don't have that much of an attachment to it, but I'll say, we're still in the middle of the season and we're still in a playoff spot right now. So I'm not like what the, the wheels haven't completely fallen off yet for me to be like to really exactly. be acting like this is an absolute collapse train wreck. Like the Diamondbacks didn't make the playoffs in 2018 because of the collapse. Yeah. We don't know how this story ends yet. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, what was the second part of E's question? Let me pull that up yet? one more time. Oh, we officially worried yet. Like I said, but a seven out of ten. Yeah. Where the worries go. Yeah, I, I think it's, you're still, again, you're still in a good spot. The Diamondbacks are still in a great spot. Yeah. If you would ask any Diamondbacks fan at the beginning of the year if they'd be happy being in the spot that they're in now, everyone would say yes. Yeah, literally everyone. But... Uh, yeah, their schedule coming up is very, very difficult, and they have pretty much fallen off the face of the planet over the last couple of weeks. So there is, there is definitely, definitely some concern. Definitely there. some reason for concern. Uh, what do we got? Uh, what do we got next? Uh, Brettley Johnson. At this point, with their recent slide, do you see the team being less aggressive on the trade market, or is this the time for Hazen to light a fire under the, the guys and be more? Aggressive. This is sort of like our big question for yeah. the entire show, essentially. Uh, Brighton Bobbitt asked a similar question on Twitter also. He said, if the struggles continue, would it be better to stand pat at the deadline than buy and let these younger guys figure it out? This is a big one, Sean. This is, one. this is a tough a tough thing that I'm sure the Diamondbacks front office is probably mulling over right now. Like, yeah. what, do, what do we do in the position that we're in right now? I think it very much depends on what happens over the next 10 days or so. Yeah. More than anything, there's no reason to make this decision right now. You don't have to. But say the next 10 days pass and the D-backs are in a similar spot as they're in right now. They Maybe they have the third wildcard spot, but they have a very slim lead over the other teams behind them. Maybe they drop to the fourth spot and they're just slightly outside the playoff picture at that point. What do the Diamondbacks do if that happens? Personally, Sean... I think that if the Diamondbacks are in are in a position where they are clearly in the playoffs or right outside the playoffs, I mean, they literally talked, Mike Hazen talked coming into this season about how a goal for the team was to be buyers at the trade mm -hmm. deadline. Like, this is a position the Diamondbacks want to be in. Yeah. And despite what's happened over the last few weeks, and I mean, it's crazy to think that they had a pretty sizable lead in the NLS not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, but despite that, they're still in a good position and they still are in position to try to try to make a chase for the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, and the degree to which the team is going to buy is another question. I do think that because of this, maybe you're not maybe you're not pushing Shelley's all of the not chips on the in. Table. 
Yeah, maybe maybe we're not having the Shohei, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt conversation anymore. But, you know, we're going to talk about a guy later in the show and Michael Lorenzen who who might make a lot of sense for this yeah. Diamondbacks team and and won't necessarily cost All a lot. All-star Michael Lorenzen. All-star Michael Lorenzen. Whether well, yeah. he deserves that as a different question. But, um, yeah, I... Um, what was the original question? The original question is basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the big question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big question. I mean, yeah, I, I, like you said, it all depends over the uh, what happens over the next two and a half weeks, more or less. Um, but I, I think the reality is, and I'm sure that Hazen is fully aware of this, it's going to be a really hard sell to the fan base if you don't do something at the deadline, especially because you come yes. out and said that you are going to. Yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned, him saying before the season that it's a goal to be at... at in this situation, if we're being realistic, like kind of like we were talking about before the season, the season, if you were in this situation, this is probably what it looked like. Like, I don't think he ever expected to be in this situation to be biased to the deadline and have like a 10 lead or 10 game lead. Exactly. In the division. Like yes. it was going to be close if you were going to be biased to the deadline anyways. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I do think that if you again, unless they go, they lose the next 10 games or however many they have before the deadline, like if they if they go over, then you're, you, you probably shouldn't be buying. They go 500 yeah. though, and they're still in the, a wild card spot or a game out of wild card spot, whatever. Like I think you, I think you have to go for it. I, because I, again, you look at the rate, you look at the the standings, everything. Like this is a might be the best chance that they, the best chance they've had in a while, might be the best chance they have for a while. Um, yeah. So it, the, the league seems pretty wide open right now, more or less. Um, and if you make the playoffs, anything can happen. So I think you have to. Be aggressive. I think the the degree to which you're you're aggressive, like you said, probably varies a little bit. But I still think you have to go do something and be buyers. The Diamondbacks are also not that far out of the NL West. Yeah, obviously that's also true. we we don't anticipate the Diamond. Like if the Dodgers kept that spot for the rest of the year, I don't think any of us are necessarily shocked. They were obviously the the favorites uh, mm-hmm. coming into the season. <laughs> Them or the Padres, yeah. which is sort of crazy. Um, the Padres need that future to cap. <laughs> but yeah, the Diamondbacks. I mean, it's it's not only do you have a shot in the wild card at this point, but you know, to a lesser extent, you still have some sort of a shot in the division. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, given, you know, what the D-backs have been through the last few years, if you've got a shot, I think I think you have to take it. But yes, it is very much pending what happens yeah, over the next sure. seven to ten days with the difficult schedule that they have. Uh, Damon, let's, uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, Rick I, the beer guy, says, what happened to the offense? It's gone. You got held up at customs. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's not great, Sean. It hasn't been great. Uh, I made some notes about uh, some hitting slumps that the Diamondbacks have had in their lineup. I'm going to go player by player here. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., since June 10th, this is the day that he returned from his groin injury, he is hitting 200, 258, 391. Pretty tough for a guy in the middle of your lineup. Doesn't sound good. He actually was pretty good in the Blue Jays series, so yeah. I don't, I don't want to totally uh, besmirch the name of, of Lourdes Gurriel. <laughs> he had a pretty good series uh, heading back to Toronto. But on the whole, he has not been yeah. much of a run producer over the last month, month and a half. Um, beyond him, Corbin Carroll, since June 14th. Corbin Carroll is hitting 215, 255, 376. It's another middle of the lineup bat that just isn't giving you very much. And obviously, he's still having an outstanding year overall, and his numbers for the season are still outstanding. Yeah. So, you're not really worried about Corbin Carroll, <laughs> yeah. but he has fallen down to earth a little bit. Yeah. And and to be fair, I don't know if his 1,000 OPS that he had in the middle of June was ever really going to be yeah, sustainable. sustainable. Yeah. Um, 
Outside of him, we also have Geraldo Perdomo. Since June 17th, Perdomo is hitting 219, 348, 247. He did have a three-hit game in the Blue Jays series, uh, but he has fallen off quite a bit over the last month. And then finally, Christian Walker, who's probably struggled more than anyone since June 30th. Christian Walker is hitting 091. 216 on base, 273 slugging percentage. He is four for 44 in that span. Uh, and those are basically, I mean. That's your offense. Th- that's your offense. That's yeah, I mean, Cattell, those. Basically. Yeah, Cattell. And honestly, I probably should have Cattell on here because yeah. Cattell has also struggled over the last few weeks. Um, so, yeah, the D-backs, like all of those middle of the lineup guys that were doing a lot of the damage early in the season, all of them have basically struggled at the same time. And when that happens, you get something like what you've seen over the last few weeks where I believe the D-backs are averaging 2.9 runs per game over their last 14 games. I mean, that is it is really, really mm-hmm. hard to win games when you're scoring that few runs. And yeah, suffice it to say, they need these guys to figure yeah. it out if they want to be able to turn this 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 thing around. Yeah, uh, Cattell, for the record, over his last 15 Betting three or two thirty six, three twenty three, four hundred. So, Sounds pretty good compared to all these. Other yeah, guys, honestly, but, but still, <laughs> uh, in the context of the rest of office, I mean, this is Croner uh, saying like some sort of part of baseball, and I do, I do feel like we talked about this before. Or I've talked about this with people before. It's just, it seems like this is kind of how it goes sometimes in baseball. Like it, your offense starts. It, it, people kind of slump all at the same time, especially in a team like this where you wasn't ever like any kind of consistent. There was never like a consistent spark. Like it, it kind of seemed like it was going to be somebody different every night. And now yeah. they're all kind of slumping together. Um, they kind of avoided that in the early parts yeah, of the season. And it I, seemed like like one guy would be slumping, yeah, exactly. but then the other ones would be would be kind of holding it together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people are mentioning other names. Emmanuel Rivera has not been has not been good recently. Um, Jake McCarthy has been just sort of so-so over the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Alec Thomas has maybe been one of the one of the better hitters the yeah. Diamondbacks had over the last month. But yeah, the offense has absolutely fallen off. And frankly, the offense is what the Diamondbacks were best at for the first few mm-hmm. months of the season. They were scoring over five runs per game uh, through the first few months of the year. And that's how you got to the place where the D-backs were, where they had a little bit of a lead in the NOS. That, that's what they were best at. That has very much not been there over the last few weeks yeah uh what do we what do we got next damon here's a fun one from cogs uh what is your favorite game of all time oh, can be a sport board game video game etc very oh, very man. yeah a lot of options here i'll start and say we've had this conversation before uh i have a Catan obsession okay yeah. um which have you played Catan? No. Sean? okay sean is never sean has no idea what i'm talking about yeah, i've heard about it a bunch but i've never actually have you it. seen it played? Like, do you uh, understand kind, the general idea? Uh, of the not game? really. I don't really know what it's about or anything. I've seen people talk about it and stuff. I've seen it, but I've never really gotten into it at all to really know what's going on. Well, it's fairly addicting, at least in my experience. So, so be careful, Sean. Fair that, that might be that might be uh, for the best. Uh, what, um, what are you? Uh, what I don't. Do you got? I just I love games. Oh, I know what it is. The carnival game where you got the oh. little horses and you have to roll the ball up. Bro, that right there is all me. Love that game. I'm my most elite game is easily the water shooting. I'm one. not. I'm not great. I don't got. I'm not Dog, a good shot. I can get the shot on the money from the jump. No Joe one has, has GGs for everybody. Else. I don't think anyone's ever beaten me in that's, that game. That's a tremendous skill to have. I'm also. I'm just. I'm. I'm a big carnival game guy. Like popping uh, balloons with darts. I'm great at that. Um, wow. <laughs> also. Also. Um, what was the other one I was gonna say? Um, I honestly like this is gonna sound super pandering, but like there's very few things I would rather do than like go play softball or baseball. Like I just, especially softball, like it when it's a little less, 
like you know there's probably some like 35 year old men that you could just absolutely rake off of like it's a little it's a little more fun like i, I need just, to get you in a softball league, yes Sean. we do i very desperately want it like i just love i love being on a diamond it's that that kickball like anything on a diamond i'm, about. I'm an i'm a downtown asu intramural softball champion oh look at you you're wow. looking right at one right now wow three two pecked you have a lot of carnival game experience yeah. no I, I mean impressed. listen the biggest county <laughs> fair in the country the Erie County Fair back home in Buffalo, New York, or Hamburg, oh, New York. Okay. I've got experience. I used to go every summer. I'm a huge carnival guy, man. I love it. Wait, describe the game with the horses again. So what exactly like, is happening? There? It's kind of like a you got like a wall in front of you, and everyone's got a horse. There's like eight players, right? And you have to roll a ball up, kind of like a skee ball type thing. And there's like a triangle of holes, and there's like oh, okay. three holes in the front, two, and then like another one in the back. And sure. depending on which hole you get it in. The horse goes further, and so you're just trying to roll this ball into the back holes to get that further and, and win the race. Okay. I love it. It's just such a – listen, I'm a sucker for the ponies. Like, I go to Vegas. I want to play the electric ponies. I clean up on them. I just love – I just love – I don't know. Maybe I'm a horse guy. I you can know. just see it in those horses' eyes. Yeah, I know which one. I know which <laughs> one's going to win. Uh, Cog says, PHNX charity softball game. When? That'd be dope. I'd be, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd that'd be, be down. very fun. I also love, uh, oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. Anything like go-karting, love go-karting or mini golf. Like, uh, we're mini golf last Saturday. I'm going again tonight. I love mini golf. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I, I love mini golf. I love go-karting. I love going fast, man. I love speed. And, but I'm also kind of a coward. So I'm not like a huge roller coaster guy. So go-karts are for me, man. There you go. Yeah, go-karts are kind of like a fun in-between. Yeah. You, can, you can kind of feel the wind going by. Yeah, and you're but also you don't. not puking afterwards. Yeah. At least that's my experience. Yeah, with there's no fear. There's not, the, 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 the thing can't go off the rails. Okay, I can't fall to my death in a go-kart. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, hey, speaking of things we love, uh, we are excited to partner speaking with our friends over... Uh, with our friends over at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and of course, premium gas as well. Uh, stock up at Circle K. It's America's thirst shop. Uh, polar pops stay cold longer mm -hmm. than any other cold beverage, scientifically proven, yes. I'm pretty sure. I think I think they've had. The mayor said um, it's true, so it's gotta be true. Yeah, I think Johns Hopkins did some sort of mm. study or something. I might too. Um, they also have some pretty incredible deals happening right now. You can buy Powerade at four for $5. Already a pretty good deal, and then be entered, and you could be one of 10 finalists entered to win a 2023 Ford Big Bend Bronco SUV. If I win this, and they're like, you can't get it because you work I don't think they're going to let you win it. Sean. I'm quitting. I'll quit. I'll quit. <laughs> I'll want the Bronco. Uh, they also have buy two, get one free monster energy drinks, uh, all sorts of crazy deals with our friends over at Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on those 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator. That's CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. I love Circle K, America's drink shop. And it's perfect, especially with this deal on power, because you got to stay hydrated when you're out golfing. Um, you know, it's tons. You also got to wear some nice, light, breathable clothing. And now when it comes to golf and nice, light, breathable clothing, no one does it better than our friends over at Pins and Aces. Um, if you were at our golf tournament over the summer, we got our special uh, PHNX limited edition Pins and Aces. Still got that in my closet. It was amazing. I might have been my best. I think it was my best day of golf ever. 
And it just so happened I was wearing pins and aces. Uh, correlation, yeah. causation. Probably that's not a decide. coincidence. Yeah. But uh, only way for you to find out is to head over to uh, pinsandaces.com, the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. Um, also, if you're a golf fan, check out our, our friends over at Big Drive Energy, the All City Golf Podcast. Uh, one of the hosts, Spencer, just had a kid. So go over, leave a five star review, tell them congratulations. Um, <laughs> but yeah, our friends over at Pins and Aces are amazing, family owned golf and apparel business. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, we're going to continue on here with Mailbag Monday. Damon, what do we got next? Uh, from Travis Moore. I've got a whole bunch of stuff in here. What are the top concerns for the recent July slump? How do they best get corrected? Trades, minor league call-ups, swing or pitching adjustments. How do we correct mistakes being made and aren't usually made by this team, i.e. base running and fielding errors? Uh, yeah, the last one, I mean, those are just yeah. kind of mental mistakes, yeah. right? Those are mistakes that I think are are pretty fixable. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure the Diamondbacks coaching staff is kind of doing what what is and not only are they unfixable, but they're uncharacteristic. Like it's not like yeah. that's something they've been doing all year. So yeah, absolutely. Um, there are other issues though, Sean, that feel a little bit less correctable. If I'm yeah. if I'm being honest, some some of the offensive struggles, like you know, we we went through Perdomo and and Walker and and you know Carroll and Guriel. Frankly, those aren't guys who necessarily have like long track records of being great oh, hitters yeah, in this 100%. league. And there was always some risk, right? Even when the D-backs were at their highest point this year and, and a lot of those guys were really hitting well, there was always some risk that something like this would happen where they just fell down to earth. And it's not necessarily like they're making some sort of egregious mm -hmm. mistakes or they need to get back on track and, and you know get back to the players that they're supposed to be. Those guys were kind of performing over and above what their expectations yeah, were. So I don't I don't really know how to approach that exactly. Yeah, that that part is definitely concerning, and I think that's where a lot of the fear comes from. Is, is like it's not like we're not talking about any like guys who are MVP candidates slumping, with the exception of Corbin, I guess, if you want to consider him something like. Yeah, we're talking about guys who like the reason why it was such a shock that Perdomo made the All Star game is because he was one of the worst players in baseball last year. Like it, so the the yeah. like there there's there's plenty of reason to be concerned that what we saw in the first half of the season was a little bit of a fluke. But on the other hand, like those things may not be fixable, but it, it could just be a slump. Like it could just be something that kind of figures itself out. Um, otherwise, like to answer the question, you got to make trades. Like I don't think there's any fixing this from within. Like they're going to have to get e even if everyone yeah. is playing to their full potential. You're still going to need another starting pitcher. You're probably going to need bullpen help. You probably need another uh, power bat. So, like, th if they want to to be a threat to actually accomplish anything this year, they're going to have to make trades. I, I don't. I think that is yeah. the only the only avenue. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement that if they do decide to like stand pat, there's really no. It feels like there's no way. I mean, there's not really. And even no if way you manage to back your way into the playoffs, it doesn't feel like they're any kind of threat to do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, so. I mean, once you get in, you yeah, I mean that, like that's any, for sure. That's sure, anything yeah. can happen. Absolutely, but, but yeah, the D backs, the starting rotation isn't deep enough. The the back end of the bullpen is just really shaky, and yeah. and yeah, this offense I think could could use to be bolstered as well. So yeah, it does feel like trades would would absolutely have to be part of that. Uh, as far as minor league call ups go, I know that was also mentioned. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the D-backs, frankly, really have any any super impactful minor leaguers. Uh, we've seen a little bit of, of Dominic Canzone in, in the last few days. It'll be interesting to see what he does as he gets more at-bats. Uh, Blaze Alexander, yeah. you could certainly see him in the big leagues at some point. We talked about Ryan Bliss getting the call up to AAA. Mm -hmm. He might be an option down the stretch. But none of those guys are going to be like middle-of-the-order types, right? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I guess the nice part is like, especially when you look at like the shortstop position, just left yeah. side of the infield, like... 
it's kind of hard to downgrade. So um, maybe those kids do get a chance eventually. And maybe they have a little bit of a, you know, add a little bit of juice to the team. You yeah, know. you never know. I mean, D-backs like Dominic Fletcher was really, really good for this team for, for a couple yeah. of weeks. So you never know when one of those guys could come up and be a spark plug. But yeah, you don't necessarily expect that from from any of the guys there. Uh, Damon, what do we what do we got next? I think this is our last mailbag question. It comes from Gabriel at Bold as Bronze on Twitter, who simply asks, will the pain ever end? No. Uh, <laughs> we live in a consistent state of pain. It's hard. Even when it's going well. Looking at the, the schedule, it's a little bit hard to be like, oh, yes, of course. Like, now you're heading into Atlanta to face the Braves for three games. Uh, do we have the probables for that series? Yeah, Damon? we do. Yeah, can we see the probables for that series? I need it- to, off the <laughs> jump on the probables, I need to say... This looks like Weenie Hut Jr. versus the Salty Splatoon. Yes. <laughs> Look at their three versus our three. I know Zach Allen is a stud, but like these, but it's a 9 they look game. like cute, adorable little stuffed animals. And then you look at the Braves pitchers and you're like, oh my God. They all look like they're going to bite you in the neck. Yeah. So it's Bryce Elder against Zach Davies on Tuesday. Bryce yeah. Elder was an all-star and has a sub-3 ERA. Zach Davies... Was not an all star. Uh, <laughs> does not have a sub three. Does not have a sub three ERA. You could uh, take Elder's ERA and double it, and it's still better than Zach Davies. This is true. Uh, not not so on on Wednesday. If you double yeah. Charlie Morton's ERA, it is going to be a little Nelson higher than Ryan Nelson. <laughs> But yeah, Ryan Nelson against Charlie Morton, not exactly a favorable matchup for the D-backs. And then as we talked about earlier, that Thursday morning game, Arizona time, Spencer Strider against Zach Allen, an awesome pitching matchup. In theory. It'll be fun to, yeah, fun in theory. But yeah, I mean, Gallon against the Braves on the road, morning start time, doesn't exactly feel like a great fit for the Diamondbacks. Uh, so Will the pain ever end? Probably not, uh, not this Maybe week. not in the next three days, but yeah. but who knows? I appreciate Sackle, Sacklemon's uh, confidence. Just uh, It's a D-back sweeping the Braves, smoking that Braves pack. I'd like to see it. It'd be cool. I would, uh, you know, because like, it, it's funny. And it's someone you kind of mentioned it. Like people seem like they're overreacting. It might have been Sackle, actually. Like, uh, And I mean... There's a certain extent of that, but at the same time, like this has yeah. kind of been a string of bad baseball. And you, let's just look at the standings, like there's and compare it to where they were at one point. Like there's there's reason to be concerned for sure. Um, but if you sweep the Braves, I mean, and it, unlikely for sure. But if you sweep the Braves, we're having a very different conversation. I think, like, it, it, yeah, you look, you start looking to seem very, very differently, even though it is just three games. So obviously, this is all very. It's a very precarious situation. Um, but hey, if they somehow manage to do that. This series is really important one way yeah. or another. Like if the D-backs get swept, then like, all right, we're and, probably having the like the Diamondbacks maybe shouldn't buy yeah. conversation. I have these terrible the Braves, then and, then we're having, you know, that things would be obviously very different. Uh, we have terrible news. I'm guessing this has happening. something to do with max betting. I have received a note. It says, quote unquote, I will be betting on the Diamondbacks tomorrow, max. I don't it's know. it's over guys yeah that that that's just another just okay, another thing off, to throw on first the off fire, he's right? just doing that to troll because why in God's name would you bet on Zach Davies in that matchup like there is literally no real reason to bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks other than to be an asshole if I'm being honest and Max is sitting there being like what me yes you Max you know exactly what you're fucking doing <laughs> Max is just optimist come on Sean he just, he believes that the Diamondbacks no he doesn't no he doesn't on, he knows Tuesday. what he does because he bet on the Diamondbacks last week and what happened they got their ass kicked 
I guess the history there isn't great. Uh, those are all of the mailbag questions that we have. Uh, didn't didn't end on a on a great high note there. <laughs> Apologies for that. Uh, we looked at the probables for the Braves Diamondback series. Not not great. Uh, but uh, we are going to have a conversation about one potential trade target for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Obviously, we are also talking about whether the D-backs should even be buyers at all. Uh, But for the moment, I think they're still in that position where they should be. Uh, And we're going to talk about one Michael Lorenzen, one all-star Michael Lorenzen from the Detroit Tigers who could be an option for the Diamondbacks at the deadline. Um, He's put up pretty strong numbers this season. He's on a one-year contract uh, worth $8.5 million. You can see his numbers here, a 3.75 ERA, a 1.13 whip. Uh, he's averaging right around six innings per start, um, seven Ks per nine, 2.4 walks per nine, a little bit more of a pitch to contact type, although he throws about 95, uh, 1.1 wins above replacement. Shawnee's not a star, probably not, probably not deserving no. of being an all-star. No. Uh, he was the the Tigers' lone representative, but he could still be a big contributor to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean, we were just looking at the probables. Like, if this guy is your third starter and replacing whoever you consider your the third guy here, yeah, like if it's Davies, Lorenzen Ryan, against Bryce Elder, like you feel like, a lot yeah. better about that. Like, this is yeah. oh, they're not looking for an ace necessarily. Um, and I mean, I guess this is an ace as far as the Tigers are concerned, but like, <laughs> like well, Eduardo Rodriguez pitched really well, well that's too. True. We're going to talk about him later. Yeah. Um, but like, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if this is your number three, like that's a, that's a significant upgrade and it's just, a, and regardless, like you get good performances, but none of those three guys after Merrill are trustworthy. Yeah. You can't it, like Tommy's probably the most trustworthy and that's not a good situation. That, that doesn't mean we feel good. Um, so this uh, this this makes this team significantly better if they're able to acquire a guy like this. It, you need like that. That's your third starter in the playoffs. Like that, that that makes this team a significantly bigger threat to actually accomplish something this season. Yeah. Uh, if we look at the pros and cons that we have jotted down here for Michael Lorenzen. Uh, on the pro side, from a financial standpoint, pretty affordable. Like I said, eight and a half million for the whole season. You make around three million or so the rest of the way, depending on when the trade happened. Uh, he is a clear upgrade in the Diamondbacks rotation. Three seven five ERA. I mean, I know Tommy Henry's ERA is right around there, but obviously Ryan Nelson and Zach Davies uh, have not been nearly that good. Um, and on paper, Sean, I don't think it should cost too yeah. too much. I mean, and it's that, my it's it's nice, two yeah. months of Michael Lorenzen. You would hope it wouldn't cost much. We don't really know how the how the uh, trade market is is going to pan out. Uh, on the con side, there will probably be a lot of competition for a guy like Michael Lorenzen, even if he's not that good. Um, and of course, he is just a rental, yep. just two months the rest of the season. And he does have a bit of a, a bit of an injury history as well. I think it was a groin issue to to open the season that he got over pretty quickly. Had some shoulder stuff last year, if I'm remembering correctly. So um, not necessarily the most durable guy. Yeah, I mean, the, the the key for me here is that low prospect cost, because we obviously were talking a lot today about how they are right on the fence of whether or not they're even yes. going to be buying or not. This is a good, happy medium. Like to get someone at a low cost and still have some flexibility if it doesn't work out, especially a guy that has had a few injuries. Like if if you trade for him, the last, the worst case scenario is you trade for him, give up a bunch of prospects, and then he gets hurt and doesn't play, and he's a rental and then doesn't resign, and then you've just completely wasted your time. Like, yeah. So I, I think having a low prospect cost there is is pretty key. Um, and I mean, as far as comp- the competition is concerned, the DUX have a good system. Like they have good good prospects. So um, I feel like they're going to be able to compete with other teams as far as offers are concerned. 
Um, so like yeah. I, I, on paper, for a lot of reasons, I really like the idea of Lorenzen being a D back, just because I, I think it gives you a a tremendous amount of flexibility to be a good team this year and still not handicap yourself for years to come if it doesn't necessarily work out the way you want it to. Yeah, this is kind of the direction that I personally am, am leaning for the D backs. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you've taken a big step back in the standings. You're still in. You're still in the mix to make the playoffs. You're still in a good spot. Maybe you don't get Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Maybe you don't reach for the top of the market. But like a guy like Michael Lorenzen really adds a lot to this baseball team. And yeah, in a playoff series, like you can start Michael Lorenzen in a game three. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not ideal, but you can absolutely. Well, and him out there. you're doing that, then you're especially in a playoff situation you're assuming you're going to have access to tommy and dre or not dre, well, not dre, um, not dre um, anymore ryan and zach now how much you want to rely on any of those in a playoff situation at all is a different conversation but you now have especially a guy like tommy like you have you have you have guys now you have a lot more flexibility in the playoffs like you have yeah it, it makes your bullpen deeper as far as the playoffs concerned by by acquiring like a legitimate third starter um because like I mean, we all know the playoffs. The rules are different. Like they, uh, it's 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 do or die. Anything goes at that point. So, um, it, uh, yeah. Like I, I to me, and I don't think this is necessarily a hot take, but like the starting pitching is by far the biggest. Like they need a third arm. That yeah, is by far the biggest target as far as I'm concerned. Um, because if they do that, I think it, it helps their team in a, a couple of ways. Yeah, I mean, and and it really is easy to forget that like the D backs. It hasn't been that long without Merrill Kelly, but it has been a little while. Yeah. And like they feel that. I mean, For the sure. difference between Merrill Kelly and and some of these other I mean, I guess although they haven't replaced Merrill Kelly. Yeah, they've I was gonna just, say they, they've they just did, kind of gone with a four They won rotation. the bullpen games. <laughs> yeah, right. So right. It is yeah, but I mean, for sure, it, it's the lack of, of of just knowing that he's there, I think definitely changes things. Um Yeah. So it's uh yeah the D backs obviously starting pitching is going to be a big point of emphasis. Uh, when I was first looking at, at a trade target to talk about for today, Jordan Montgomery of the Cardinals is actually the first guy who came to my mind. Uh, but he apparently exited his last star early uh, with a with a hamstring issue. So well, I think, no, aren't, aren't, isn't he getting traded to the the Mariners for? Uh, is that word on Kirby? the street? I saw, I saw some crazy like it, that we were talking George about earlier. Kirby, I forget who it was, but like it was some, some <laughs> for, ridiculous. For two months of a yeah, hobble, Jordan it was, Montgomery. It was the it was craziest thing. It's got to be something that was coming out of St. Louis, but um, yeah, it was it was it was crazy to me. But it was maybe getting tossed around. Uh, Connor says Merrill back in Cincy? Question mark. I do think that is a distinct possibility. He threw about a seventy-five pitch simulated game. Sounds like things went pretty well there. So I would not at all be surprised if the D-backs were able to bring Merrill Kelly back in Cincinnati, which would obviously be be huge for this baseball team. Uh, we're going to keep talking about trade targets. Hopefully we get to keep having these conversations and the Diamondbacks continue to be in a position where it makes sense to have those conversations, which it still does today. Uh, but obviously... Logan Gilbert, that's these, what it was. Yeah. Oh, Logan Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, that makes... That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're going to see a lot of ridiculous trade offers <laughs> thrown out there uh, on Twitter. We're going to try to be – I know we were talking about Shohei Otani, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado last week. Uh, the mood has changed we're a, little a little bit. bit more in the weeds. A little bit around yeah. here. Uh, we're going to talk maybe about some more, some more realistic options uh, down the stretch. Um, but for the rest of the season, we really appreciate you all following us uh, here on YouTube, subscribing to the channel. Um, 
following us on Twitter, on, on Instagram, all of the different things. Uh, but if you haven't become a PHNX diehard yet, uh, you're missing out on the, on the full PHNX experience. Uh, if you do that, you can get uh, all of the writing on our website from all of our writers, including myself on the Diamondbacks, Gerald Bourget on the Suns, Craig Morgan uh, on the Coyotes and, and others as well. A lot of our content is, is free and outside the paywall, but we do have one story every week um, that is behind the paywall. You have to be a diehard in order to get it. Um, so be sure to go on our website and become a diehard today if you haven't already. It comes with all sorts of other crazy mm-hmm. perks. You get a $50 gift card to Mountain Mike's, which almost pays for the membership in itself. Uh, you get a free item from the PHNX Locker every single year. Um, and you also get 20% off of all of our uh, all of our events, which we actually have one coming up uh, eight days from now. Our next takeover, Sean, is oh, yeah. on the 25th. It is next Tuesday. We hope to see you out at the ballpark. Damon's bringing um, his glove. Damon, Damon is going to uh, absolutely catch multiple home this runs. This is insanity. This Damon is blasphemous. Damon, were you here? For, were you around for that, or was? I don't know. I, if I, was was or just, I, I don't. Damon think is I very this. anti-adults having gloves at baseball. I think if you're over the age of 14, if you're in high school, you cannot. Yeah. You should legally not be allowed to walk into the stadium with a glove. That's fair. That's fair. I had some. I, there was a point. I think when I was in high school where I went to a Diamondbacks game with a couple of friends and they totally had like, they totally thought they had me figured out before the game. They were like, Jesse's definitely going to be the guy who brings his glove. And I was like, no, like that's not that's, a thing that you do. Like after you're this is too much of a baseball after yes. you're maybe like 12, 13 years old, like you're no longer a kid. Then, uh, then yeah, you can't. Now you can't does it, does it change Jesse for Freeman you? Hero. Does it change for you if you're at like a home run derby? Yeah. Is that different? I, or what if I, you plan on being there to. early for batting practice? I mean, I wouldn't personally, but I'll allow, I would allow another adult to bring a glove and not I, I, judge I would say them. this because I think part of the reason that we were talking about, like, our seats are on the outfield. That's a little different for me because you're catching, like, pop, like, you're catching, trying to catch a home run. If you're sitting on the, the foul lines and, like, the off chance that one comes to you, you're, you're having a glove, like, that's a little different for me. But if you're in the outfield where you're trying to catch home runs, potentially batting practice and toss-ups that you consistently get from the outfielders, it's sli- it's slightly more understandable. But when I see people, yeah. like, in the 300s behind home plate, like, dog, if you can't catch it with your bare hands, you don't have a right. Well, all that to say, become a PHNX diehard. We that's, won't judge you. We, we won't were, judge you if you're going with that. Uh, yes, no, but we, uh, yeah, we we won't. We probably won't judge Damon you. Damon we'll, will. Damon might judge you. Uh, but do we not would, do the wave. Yeah, <laughs> or the you're wave. Dead Chris to me. will hit you. The wave is strictly. Chris prohibited. and I will both attack you with our hands <laughs> and our feet. physically. And it, your it, feet. Uh, <laughs> It might not be pretty. It might not be pretty. Uh, don't do the wave. Uh, but we would love to see you uh, on the 25th, a week from tomorrow, out at the ballpark. We're going to be meeting at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, uh, eating some food. I'm told there are un- there are beverages that are Unlimited just that are beverages, just some of which the alcoholic variety. Of the included. alcoholic variety. Yes, you can see all the details here on your screen. $60, $48, though, if you are a diehard. Um, so of that diehard member fee gives you discounts to cool things like mm-hmm. this so uh, we hope to see you out there i cannot wait uh diehards also know are the best place to get some some good mexican food in the valley or in tucson or in denver if you're there our friends are over at illegal pete's they diehards are some crazy. of the smartest people diehards are some of the smartest people they last year we spots. near the end of the season we held the diehard meetup the coyotes did at um coyotes crew did at illegal pete's so another reason we come a diehard you just you get access to cool information, cool things, including some meetups at Illegal Pete's. And Illegal Pete's, you if go. you haven't been yet, what are you doing? Figure it out. 
it's the wave. Um, well, it's not the wave because we hate the wave. But it's <laughs> it's a vibe. Um, like I said, best Mexican food, bowls, tacos, burritos, whatever you want, however you like it. Um, and they've got some terrific deals on drinks. Nothing, nothing says summer like a like a seltzer, like a high noon. Um, and Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. You can kick back and enjoy an ice-cold margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons. You can get five high noons for just $22. Quick maths, that's $5.25 per high noon. I think I did $4.25 per high noon. I there did that go. math wrong first. Um, that's cheap high noon. So check them out. Um, and also, don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay up t- updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you are dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. I think it's $4.40, right? 22 divided by 5 Four. Oh yeah, because I was doing the divided by four. Which is why to, I, I was going to say, let's just let Jesse do the math Forgot on to this carry show. The one or yeah, something. no, I didn't. I definitely. I, was, I said quick math, so you can't hold that against me because it was quick math. I hadn't thought about it until that moment. Uh, well, speaking of quick maths, you all should should leave us a five star review, yes. right? A really easy quick calculation. Maths, clearly, one more than four. Quick maths. Can all everyone can count to five? Um, we would we would very much appreciate that if you uh, are one of those people who joins us on the audio only platforms or if you join us here on youtube get there sean there it is there it, oh no we're not there yet we're not there yet uh what comes after four there. what comes i don't remember do you remember seven <laughs> there we go <laughs> uh if you uh if you're one of those people who joins us on the audio only platforms we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review over there um of course also be sure to follow us all on twitter you can find me at jesse and friedman you can find sean at sean underscore deposit i'm getting that right yes, yes. okay uh and then you can follow damon at damon dog and yes you do have to, roof, bark. Roof, roof. You have to bark we are damon's when you, dogs when you follow him we are all damon's dogs you, you say also. we have to bark and then you don't bark jesse that's crazy no i don't i, I yeah, don't fair. No, it's it's all bite you, no bark. you guys do the barking and i and i do the talking uh during this segment um <laughs> Uh, anyway, really appreciate you all being with us here today. Um, and remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you're not playing the Atlanta Braves.